Cornish Soccer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ladies Cornish Soccer Podcast. And I'm so pleased to be able to say that today I'm talking to the new manager of Truro City, Lee Robinson. Welcome, Lee. Thank you very much. Hi there. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and speaking to Cornish Soccer. I I mm-hmm. suspect the week has been a little bit busy for you, uh, busier than usual for you, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty hectic. Um, I got married at the weekend as well. So, oh, no. Um, well, yeah, came to... Well, I didn't mean, oh, no. Well, I don't mean, oh, no, but I mean, that plus no, what you've done manager-wise. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. So, so everything started moving Truro-wise, uh, sort of Monday morning. Uh, everything was sort of confirmed going into Monday evening. And, uh, yeah, it's been pretty hectic ever since. Received some nice... Uh, messages of support, which has been which has been great, and um, as we sit here now, just looking forward to uh, going training for the first time in about half an hour's time. All right. So I know you said you're training tonight, but so you haven't sort of had a session already this week? No, no, uh, no. Because like I said, I, I was still away Monday with the um, with the wedding and what have you. So uh, and of course there was no there was no Tuesday game for Truro this week. So tonight is a uh, is my first uh, first session with the players, um, and yeah, very much looking forward to it. All right. Perhaps um, for some who might not know you so much down this end of the of the of the sticks, perhaps you could just quickly run through your your background in the footballing world, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, well, you, you might tell from the accent. I'm not originally from the southwest. Um, I moved down in um in 2003 um, from from North London, sort of Stevenage, Hertfordshire Pipeway, um, and um, I used to essentially be a freelance PE teacher in schools and just one day years ago a dad came up to me and said can you come and help coach my men's team which was which was a little team literally a park team down in South Devon and the company I was working for at the time um, uh, the guy I was working for got me a job as the assistant manager at Wellington which is in the Western League Um, that then became the manager of Wellington and then from there to to Bridgewater for a year in the Southern League, um, and then six years six years at Taunton. So that's pretty much my uh, my background. Right, and and you don't look that old as such. So um, d- did you play at all, or? Well, I moisturise daily. That 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 helps. <laughs> you you, um, have, you have to tell us what uh, what <laughs> line you use because it's, it's doing a pretty good job, I think. <laughs> well, no, I um. Uh, I, I played about the same sort of level as, uh, I guess, sort of Southern League level over in the southeast when I when I lived there. But I got a bad knee injury in um, in around about 2001, 2002, um, and because I was coaching, um, sort of or working as a PE teacher in schools, um, I just you know just sort of, you know found my way into, into into coaching from there. So I don't I don't miss playing at all. Um, but um, but no, I, I guess in terms of manager, I'm, I'm I'm 37, but I started in management with Wellington in the Western League when I was 26. So I'm, you know I'm fairly fairly long in the tooth as a as, yeah. as a manager goes, despite my boyish good looks, as you as you say, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did becoming manager of Truro then all come about for you? Um, well, I guess the opportunity wouldn't have been there if I, if I, if I hadn't had a good, like, good, good last couple of years um, at Taunton. Um, and funnily enough, I, um, I ended up this season watching the first two Truro games against uh, Billericay and um, and Western because the the Taunton season hadn't started yet. So ironically, I ended up watching those two games. But um, yeah, and obviously it was, it was a surprise to me and to everyone when Lee Hodges and Chris Todd left. Um, as early as they did, but um, obviously they had their own reasons for for doing so. 
Um, and yeah, I was I was made aware of some interest and um, uh, had a good chat with the chairman. He was having having never spoken or known Pete Masters ever. He was he was a lot more charismatic than than I expected him to be. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we had a good first chat. He sort of uh, he outlined his plans, and I think essentially what attracted him to me was the fact that um, you know. We, you know, myself and Michael Meek and my assistant, you know, as proven in the in the Southern League, but you know, desperately hungry to come and prove ourselves in the Conference South. And there's no doubt he could have appointed a bigger name or someone of a higher profile, no doubt. But I think he saw the situation as, you know, especially with the with being in uh, the stadium and sort of talking and what have you, that he perhaps needed someone in there who's, you know, hung, hungry to prove themselves. And hopefully we can make that rub off onto the uh, onto the players. Yeah, because for most of us, I mean, four weeks without a manager, it seemed a long time uh, that the club was taken to find someone else. Um, mm. But but was it something that you sort of, as soon as you you heard that Hodgie had packed up, was it something, was it a job that you fancied straight away or, or didn't really think about it until the, the you know... Um... Yeah, yeah, it did, because essentially, uh, Dave, when, when, you, when, you, when you're like me and you live near Exeter, and you, um, you know, in this part of the world, and and you want to manage higher um, in the Conference South, let's say, you, you've pretty much got four choices with Torquay, Bath, Western, or Truro. Mm-hmm. Um, and Torquay and Bath will always go for a big name, you know, an, an ex-pro type name. So really, you're only down to Truro or uh, or Western. Um, so as as someone who's ambitious like I am. Um, when the chance came up, I, you know, I sort of did think that you know, as as brilliantly uh, as Taunton are doing, and, and as on an upward curve as Taunton are, you know, when, when you get that chance to manage higher, especially as a manager when your stock is high, because it can very easily change. Hmm. Um, I felt that was you know that that was a chance that, that had to be had to be looked at. And you mentioned talking to, to Peter already, and uh, so negotiations and contract talks uh, they all went pretty smoothly did they or, or was it lots um, to talk about an iron out yeah not so much on that side because it it, it was more um finding out uh, the background of the club really in, in, in terms of personal terms that wasn't 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 really much of an issue because that's not really our motivation it was more the like i said the opportunity to manage um higher it, it, it was more so making sure that myself and uh, and peter see eye to eye with um uh, with what we're going to do on the playing side, um, which you know um, we, we certainly did in, in our in, in our first meeting, and just to make sure that I was happy with the with the playing budget and what can be done with that. Um, uh, and yeah, all, all those talks went pretty smoothly, so I was um, happy to accept when he said he wanted me to um, to take over. And and as you said, you you actually happened to watch her a couple of times. Uh, obviously, at that stage, you weren't to know that uh, you were mm. going to be manager <laughs> soon, but. No. Um, I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, I was at, at the Truro Billericay game, uh, actually uh, commentated on the video that we did. And uh, uh, I mean, what were your thoughts of that match? Because uh, let's be fair, four 0 defeat, not too great. No, well, to be perfect, to be perfectly honest with with that game, obviously Billericay are a good side, um, but uh, to me, if, if I'm being honest, Truro did look quite underprepared um, uh, and funnily enough I spoke to some people at Billericay this week and they, they, they sort of said the same that Truro looked maybe sort of three weeks behind where where other teams were um, obviously the, the, the reasons for that I don't you know I don't, I, I don't know I wasn't in charge of them but it looked a little bit new a little bit thrown together you know you could, you could tell it was a new squad um, that certainly hadn't gelled yet um, in that game and you know like I said it, it's, it's kind of hard to tell because because Billericay are, are pretty strong but then on the Tuesday night at Western you know there was a, there was a, a lot more of a 
committed performance, I guess you'd say, from from Truro. Obviously, when I was watching it then, I didn't know that Lee Hodges had resigned before the game. Obviously, with that that news broke um, after the game. Um, but um, but no, it's essentially, yeah, there's a lot of lads there who I either know or know of. Um, you know, obviously in footballing circles, or or, or seen a lot of. So. Um, you know, when, when it came down to um, looking at the job, you know, I, I did look at it and say, well, yes, league position isn't wonderful at the minute, and you know they haven't got that monkey off their back of of getting a win, but you know there is there is something to work there in terms of the squad, um, and a, and a, you know a, a decent decent enough budget for this part of the world as well. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the league position is a bit scary at the moment, isn't it? Next to bottom, just what three points from eight games. Uh, to, to I know it's early in the season, but some would say relegation is already staring you right between the eyes. I mean, are there any immediate changes you're going to be able to make? I mean, uh, you mentioned about uh, budget there and whatever, but you know, are, are there going to be funds available to sort of dip into the transfer market? Um, well, I mean, certainly I won't be thinking about. I'll be amazed if anyone was thinking about relegation just yet because we're only running just through the first month, and also, you know, not forgetting that you know the. The, the players were sort of parachuted into play at Torquay pretty last minute, um, and of course management leaving second game in. So no, no doubt August for the players mentally must have been pretty tough to retain their focus. Um, and it's still, as you know, you know we're only you know a month into a, sort of a, a, an eight month season, so there's an awful long time still to go. Um, but no, in, in, in terms of the playing side, um, yeah, there's, there, there is money available. Obviously, we need to get in and have a look at. Um, uh, all, all, you know, the, uh, all of the players. Um, it, it is actually, you know, when I, when I delved into it in the week with Ben Hart, and it's actually a bigger squad than than I thought it was. Um, so we need to have a look at everyone. Most importantly, have a look at their their hunger and their fitness, and and and, and whether they fit the formation and, the, and 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 tactically how we want to play. And um, we'll we'll make decisions from there. But you know, but, you know, Peter has said to me in no uncertain terms that you know there's always a discussion to be had. If um, you know, if we think we badly need a player, he'll, he'll he'll obviously do his best to put his hand in his pocket. So it'll probably be a case of you know the first couple of weeks we'll 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 see what we've got. Um, to, uh, try and input um, imprint our philosophy onto the players and uh, and go from there because. Also, you have to remember that it's um it's a I think a good time to take over because there is such a long time of the season left. Mm. But also, it's hard to get players at this time of year. If we wanted to come in and sign loads of players, it would be hard in September because it is still so early. Mm. So sometimes when you get towards the end of September, um you know players might drift away from other clubs or you know haven't been playing or, or, or might become available. But uh, generally, you know where we are in the first week of September, that that's too early for that to happen. So we're gonna have a good look at. At what we've got for the next few weeks and um, uh, make decisions from there. Yeah, because I see it's been suggested that you, you want to mould the team into what you want it to be. So, so what should we expect to see? You know, is it a, a what sort of size would you have you sort of been working with lately in the sense of you know your style of play? What what should we expect that way? Well, what I said to uh, to Peter and you know being being absolutely cards on the table, honest is that. Myself uh, and Michael don't have uh, one playing philosophy where, you know, for example, we're not going to turn up and say, right, we want to play lovely football, Barcelona style, uh, pass it through the thirds and be and be wonderfully fantastic to look at. Um, because my belief is in non-league football, you can't do that. Mm. So essentially, we, myself and Michael, uh, our philosophy is win at all costs. Uh, and if that means on the day playing lovely football to, to try and get a win, great. 
if on another day the conditions aren't in your favour or whatever and you've got to be a bit more direct and dare say grind it out a little bit more, that is exactly what we'll do. You know, we're very much whatever it takes to win um, on that day. Um, but we're also quite sort of flexible in our approach because you know, I, I don't believe that uh, in 2018, um, in, in, in the modern age, you can go in and say, right, this is my way as a manager, uh, like it or lump it. I think you've got to be a bit more adaptable to, to, to the situation and to the players that you've got um, and find the best way forward with, with what you've got and uh, adapt to the situation. So that's what we'll be looking to find out in the next um, in the next couple of weeks, what, what, what the best way forward is. And of course, you, you've joined uh, with Michael Meeker as your assistant, and he's mm-hmm. he's been your assistant at Taunton. Um, how many years yeah. have you worked together? Uh, three now, three yeah, three and a bit. Right, and, and is it uh, very much a sense of that he's the more tracksuit coach, and you're the, the the suited manager, or how does it work that way? Yeah, yeah, very much. So I'm I'm basically an out and out manager. Um, and he's an out-and-out coach. He's got no interest in um, managing, um, and uh, I'm not as good a coach as he is. So, so, so pretty, pretty, pretty much works that I'm a manager who likes to get the top line right in terms of uh, have we got the players that we want, and have we got the personalities that we want, and if we haven't, do something about that. Um, and then the important stuff of okay, what what group of players have we got? What's the best tactical approach to suit the players that we've got? And then Michael, you know, with his, with his fantastic coaching brain, will go and implement that. That's that's, that's pretty much how we work. Um, we're very much, the, you know, the fire in the ice as well. Because I'm 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 very sort of calm and like to, as I say, you know, keep my head clear for decisions. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very fiery and um, a, you know, a, a huge, huge character. Obviously, coming out of a professional game. So, as a as, as a duo, that's kind of why it why it works so well, I guess. So you're the good cop. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Although I'm although I'm also the the decision maker. So I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a lot more laid back than him, but, but I have to be ruthless in uh, indecisions from time to time. Yeah. Do you, Do you actually ever turn around and think, "Ah, oh, I can't stand this anymore"? Being a manager of a football club is hard work, uh, or, or are you constantly sort of getting adrenaline driven? And do you really look forward to, to you know to going into each and every game? I mean, it must at some stages you must surely think, "Why on earth am I doing this?" Um, well, do, do you know what? I've, I've, I've had so many different experiences over the years. You know, like I said, from Western League and Southern League, and then um, uh, Conference South to come. Um, but where I've, where my mentality has changed over the years is that when I first started in management, you know, when I was 26, 27, 28, um, whatever the result on a Saturday that would live with me all week till the next Saturday. Yeah. So if we had a really bad defeat or an unexpected defeat, that would drive me mad all week. Um, whereas now, because I've you know grown up a little bit and matured and, and a bit more experienced, I'm pretty good at not letting the game consume me. So I'm I'm, I'm very much you know, very focused on the day of the game. But whatever happens, I have my you know obviously when I was at Taunton, it's a 45 minute drive home. And by the time I get home to my my wife and my kids, I'm just I'm just normal again. And you know whatever's happened in the game is as I've thought about it, I've dealt with it, and it's gone. So um, I'm very sort of level headed um, in that respect. That you know and, and quite sort of unflappable that whatever. Um, whatever has happened, um, um, I, I don't let football consume me too much, and you know I, I get my relaxation time and just uh, start preparing for the next game. And of course, there are some people that that reckon you you must be mad anyway. I mean, Taunton are fourth in the table, and 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 you know obviously had a couple or a few seasons of, of yeah. good times with them. Uh, you're coming into a club that's uh, just moved uh, homes or temporarily moved homes. Uh, struggling to start the season, managers gone, the, the mm-hmm. crowd are wondering what's going on. Uh, 
I mean, why on earth would you want to move? Well, like I said, the, the, the attraction was the chance to, to manage higher. And I could, you know, very easily have stayed at Taunton. Um, and, you know, I would have been extremely confident of Taunton, you know, getting in the playoffs. Mm. I think in, in a division, Taunton or in Weymouth are, are incredibly strong. And it would be very, very difficult for anyone in that division to, to, to get near Weymouth. So I sort of looked at it and thought, well, they'll probably be in the playoffs. That, that gives you a one, in, you know, a one in six chance of going up. And it is a lottery. So I either stay and gamble that Taunton come through the playoffs or... I take the chance to get into the league that I want to manage in now, mm. uh, and, that, that, and that, that's basically what it what it came down to. And um, you know, fully aware of the problems um, off the pitch. Um, however, you know, after weighing it up, you know, I see no reason why any of the stuff that's gone on or is going on should affect my ability or the team's ability to win games of football. Because you know, yes, we're not playing at, at Trey Road, which was technically home, and we're, and we're playing um, a little bit further away, and, uh, and therefore the crowds won't be so big. We're of course playing at ground where it's much more comfy for away teams to come, rather than you know Trey Road was quite a difficult place for, for away mm. teams to come. The flip side of that is it's, it's a lot easier logistically to get players to come to Torquay rather than Truro because of the because of the distance. Um, um, and of course, you know the, the other big carrot for myself, and don't get me wrong, is it's way 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 in the distance is the chance to prove myself at the level and earn the ch- earn the right to. Um, Take the club and manage the club into the, into the new stadium when it comes along. Um, you know, which which will be a fantastic experience, albeit as I know, way way down the line and, and a lot of work to do in the meantime. So, um, a lot of people said that to me that you know, Truro have not got off the pitch the the bells and whistles that that Taunton have got, and I'm I'm fully aware of that. But what there is, like I said, is um is still a good club playing in a good stadium with a, with a good budget in the league that I want to manage in. So that that, that that's kind of everything that I had to um weigh up. Yeah, certainly a great challenge uh, and one that no doubt you'll achieve a lot of satisfaction from, uh, you know, if the success comes your way as well as it has at uh, Taunton in recent seasons. And uh, Mm -hmm. so you're off to training this evening. I mean, where does training actually take place now? Um, it's at the uh, Cat and Fiddle in Exeter, so or just right. that, just outside Exeter, so um, where Exeter City train. Right. And so tonight you go in what meet the well you you obviously know some of them anyway, but um, mm. uh, you, you meet the players and sort of lay down what you want to achieve in a, in a, you know uh, in the next um, few weeks or how's it? May, how maybe not so. May, maybe not so much tonight because we, we, we've only got an hour, uh, so, so, so oh, you, right. you don't want to waste you don't want to waste twenty minutes yeah. of that talking. No, no one wants that. So um, I'll, I'll keep it as brief as I can tonight, and then just um, uh, obviously I need to need to watch and see how fit and sharp people are, so I can pick a team for for Saturday. Most importantly, so I think I'll probably save most of my talking for for Saturday. Um, but yeah, as you say, it'll be a case of um, meeting them, you know, speak, speaking to a couple of you know a couple of people one to one that I need to, and then um, yeah, just just making a judgment on um, on the team for Saturday. Right. Okay. Well. Well. Thanks for for talking to us, Lee. But I won't hold you up anymore because obviously uh, you've got to get on the road. But um, I mean, we wish you all the best and and hope for, and I certainly hope that we can talk on a on say a regular basis mm-hmm. just to see how things yeah. are going and and keep keep everyone down here in Cornwall that can't make it to a match up in uh, Torquay. Uh, you know, in in touch so that uh, we've uh, still got that connection as such because uh, a lot of the supporters down here. That, you know, unfortunately, they can't make it to matches, and I think they do feel a little bit left out. So, uh, you know, that'd be great stuff if we could keep in touch. But, you know, we're all rooting for you. And, uh, um, I mean, might we expect a, a couple Taunton players to come your way or not, do you reckon? Um, well, I mean, that's going to be difficult because, um, 
uh, I foolishly, when I look back at it now, foolishly put uh, eight of them on contract in the summer oh, no. <laughs> without knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. So, um, and you know, you know how it is. it's always hard to get players away from good clubs where they're enjoying it. So, um, but you know, you know that that would be nice if we could do that, but that would be incredibly difficult. However, you know, football is a big, wide world, and um, you know, what I do have a lot of admiration for those Taunton lads. Uh, I mean, you know, we are still mates. You know, football is a big, wide world, and there's a there's other players out there that if we need to target, we can do. Okay, well, thanks, Lee, for tonight. And as I said, all the best for the rest of the season. And uh, and let's be hoping that uh, you can turn turn the uh, situation around. Okay, thanks, Dave. Much appreciated. Your Cornish 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 C